everybody. Welcome to Two Nuts in a Pod. I'm Lizzie. And I'm Emery. And today we have a solo episode. No special guest. (laughs) No special guest. We're not special. Just a couple of unspecial people here. Just a couple of unspecial losers over here. Yeah, no special guest today, which is unfortunate, but it's okay. We don't really get to do a lot of just solo episodes, just us two. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... I feel like today I'm like a little hungover, so it's good that I don't have to entertain a yeah, guest. and talk to them and like, you know, have a like pleasant conversation <laughs> with them or whatever we have to talk this about. This conversation is going to be really unpleasant. <laughs> Get ready for it, guys. It's going to be terrible. Hear about all their crap in their life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope. We can just totally navel gaze for this one. It's all about us. <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> So you got a couple of promos for me. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, First of all, introducing our show, Two Nuts in a Pod. You can find it on 106.5 Forward Radio. You can also find us on forwardradio.org. You can listen to us literally anytime. You can also find us on social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram. On Facebook, it's Two Nuts in a Pod with two spelled out, T-W-O. And on Instagram, it's Two Nuts in a Pod with the number two, because Instagram is so cool. And you can also listen to us on streaming services, Google Play, CastBox, Apple Podcast, and SoundCloud. And then you can also email us at podcast at gmail.com. Email us anytime, day or night, and we'll try to respond as soon as we can. One of our 35 interns will respond to 35 you. 35 now. <laughs> yeah, All right. Each week, it's going <laughs> to be more. Can't wait till it's like 400 <laughs> interns. <laughs> and, uh, and then I also have a promo stuff to talk about. So we've got a, here at Forward Radio, there's a big pledge drive going on, and then there's a big talent show. So first of all, the pledge drive. So... We need you all, you special, wonderful listeners, to go to forwardradio.org right now to make a pledge. Right now. <laughs> like, literally, you could be driving, listening to the radio, and just take out your phone. Drop everything. Drop, drop the steering wheel. Drop the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Crash into a tree. Whatever you got to do, you're going to go to forwardradio.org right now to make a pledge. Uh, we need to raise $5,000 to meet our goal for the pledge drive. And Lizzie and I are both millionaires, but we can't. You know, we can't just give all of our money away. My money's tied up in stocks and bonds anyway. It's it's complicated. I don't have enough liquid. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't. Liquidation? Is that like something they say? I, I, what is the... I don't even know. I'm such a bad fake rich person. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> like, I don't have enough liquid uh, assets, I guess. Yeah, liquefier assets. Yeah. Is that a thing? That's got to be so. a thing. Yeah. I think it's a thing. Yeah, so my stocks and bonds haven't been liquefied yet, so so I can't give all my money, but you can, so you can drop what you're doing. If you're driving, drop the steering wheel and donate money at 4radio.org for our pledge drive. Um, Basically, every dollar you pledge helps me to meet our goal, so we could have 5,000 people donate one dollar. Uh, but you can also become a sustaining member of WFMP at $5, $10, or more per month. And you just basically choose the level that's right for you. You go to the PayPal link on forwardradio.org, and you can make the donation. And that's just on the main homepage. So you type that in, you'll find it. And I think that's it. Um, well, also, we do rely on listeners. This, that, that's not it. I lied. We rely on listener members like you to stay on the air. The only way we can stay on the air is from the listeners. 
Um, and WFMP is operated entirely by volunteers. Lizzie and I are millionaires, but we make our money through our jobs. We work for, you know, higher education and nonprofits. So of course we're millionaires, (laughs) but we, uh, volunteer our time here. So, you know, all your donations mean a lot. They're very meaningful. Um, and then you need to give, they, they gave us these lines to say, so I'm going to say them. You need to give because WFMP is the cure for the common radio. Like you listen to radio stations and they are boring, Mm -hmm. but this is a wild and wacky fun. So you got to listen to us, uh, give because you support all volunteer grassroots community radio. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you got two different options to give. Give because you can't stand ads and reject corporate control of the media. Don't let them control you. Yeah, I'm done with the corporate control of the media. Yeah. And I don't Those like fat ads. Cats. I don't like ads at all. Like, I watch, like, Netflix, and then I go over to Hulu, and I don't think I have the right version of Hulu. And it's got, like, 30 seconds of ads, and I'm like, to hell with this. Yeah. Mm-mm. I do not abide ads. Give because you won't hear programming like this anywhere else on the dial. And that's true. There's a lot of great programming here at Forward Radio. And you can think of two nuts in a pod. Like, are we anywhere else? No. Nope. We're just here. That's right. And there's just a couple more. You give give because you support... Uh, oh, it says you support <laughs> bracket the topic slash guest slash host of this show close bracket exclamation point so i guess you support the mental health and lizzie and emory of two nuts at a pod yeah yeah that's makes sense you like us right yeah if you like us give us a dollar and you're not giving it to us you're giving it to four radio and give because we will use every dollar you give wisely wfmp is a lean and efficient machine that's right yeah we don't we don't spend on frivolous What is that word? I said, yeah, frivolous. I, I thought I said frivolous. You know, I added a B in there. So we don't frivolous. spend we don't spend on frivolous things here. Uh, we're very lean and efficient machine. And so yeah, you have so many reasons to give, and that culminates. So we're in the pledge drive right now. That culminates on April tenth. We have a talent show here. WFMP LP one hundred six point five. We have a Zoom talent show. It's a $100 cash prize. We've got people signed up. They're going to do all sorts of weird, wacky, fun things. We had talents before where we talked about just crying on the air. Yeah. Uh, Apparently that wasn't accepted, which is rude. Yeah. Uh, How can you not accept us? Uh, We're going to be celebrating our fourth birthday. We were founded uh, four years ago. And we have the pledge drive and then the talent show. Talent show is April 10th at 7 p.m., so you should stop whatever you're doing. If you're driving right now, take out your phone and just add it to your calendar. So as a reminder, mm-hmm. um, pull over to the side of the road. If you're on the interstate, pull over. You know, whatever you got to do. That's what we expect of you. And <laughs> you can listen. You can watch the talent show. Uh, listen to the talent show. Uh, well, I guess you'll watch it because it's Zoom talent show, right? Yeah. Yeah. You'll yeah. watch it. Um, yeah. And to buy tickets for the talent show, you go to forwardradio.org. It's $10 to come see the talent show. And guys, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. And then the winner gets a $100 prize. Think of what you could do with $100. Yeah. $100 hairs. <laughs> you could. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that startled me. That took, took me off guard there. So, yeah. So, we have a pledge drive right now. That's until April 9th. And then April 10th, we have the talent show. And we just really would appreciate the donations and support. So, yeah. 
Awesome. I tried my best there. That was a lot, but yeah. I think I did a pretty decent job. You killed it. Yeah. Good job. Um, and that's uh, that's all I've got. And they've got other items on here, but I'm not going to listen read them because that's too much. So yeah, that's the business and that's the promo. I did both. All right. I'm done. Now we can get to business. I mean, not business. We already did business. <laughs> yeah. Now we can get to the actual first segment, which you, is how are you for real? You mean like get down to business? Now we can get down to business. Yeah. yeah. Um, so our first segment, how are you for real? This is where we want to hear how you are actually doing. We're curious. You know, we want to actually talk about the things that are going well for us, the things that are going bad for us. What the whole... The whole mixed bag, everything, want yeah. all of it. Yeah, we want we want every uh, feeling you have right now. So even if you're listening right now, like I can ask, like, how are you for real, listener? Yeah. If you're listening through a streaming service, through a streaming service, if you're listening online, if you're listening on the radio, and you should say it out loud how you're feeling for real. Yeah. Yeah, just talk to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you might be in your car. One, you're stopping in the middle of traffic to make a pledge. And two, you're just yelling how you feel. Right We're giving people a lot of like risky activities <laughs> to do while they're driving. I'm angry. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, yeah, Lizzie, how are you for real? I am a little sad. Um, I had to put down one of our kitties yesterday, Piper. She's been dealing with suffering from cancer for several months, and she had just deteriorated a lot. Um, so we had to put her down, but we actually had somebody come to the house to do it, which was really nice because we didn't have to, like, traumatize her by taking her to the vet. And I got to hold her the whole time. It felt very, like... The person who did it was just really good at explaining every step of the way and just felt real, much more organic than going to the vet to do it. So I highly recommend that, if, especially if you've got like a sensitive animal that just hates going to the vet, you know, not making that their last life experience. Um, but yeah, I had to put Piper down and that was hard. Um, but I did get to see a lot of friends yesterday. I decided, you know... I can stay at home in my grief bubble and just cry all day, but I'd already cried a lot, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I think I'm cried out for a while. I think I'm good. Uh, so instead, just like went out and spent the day with friends. We went, just hung out on a bunch of patios. It was a gorgeous day yesterday, um, and I got to play a little ping pong at Garage Bar. My husband, Seth, beat me, but... He didn't beat me too badly, and he didn't play down to me, which is a big deal for me. Like, I have to... One time, Seth played down to me, and I got really mad at him. I'm mm. like, don't you dare. I want to compete. Um, so that was good. We got to bring our doggo out and went to this dog park bar called PG&J's. Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. Um, it's really fun. So it ended up being kind of a positive day, even though it started out with that really sad experience. It was good to see friends and just kind of be out in the sunshine. So today I'm just feeling like a little bit tired from, you know, it's just been a weekend. It's been a lot. But yeah, overall, I'm I'm doing okay. I'm 
I'm still getting my meds under control. That's been just the story of my life. Uh, but switching back to some meds that helped me in the past, so I'm feeling good about that. And, you know, still doing therapy. Therapy is hard. Mm-hmm. I've come to that realization lately that I'm like, I always thought of therapy as like being something that would be like soothing and make me feel good. And it's not always that. Like sometimes yeah. it's just hard work. And I recently I told my therapist I was going to switch to every other week instead of every week just because every week was getting so intense. I'm like, I'm tired of doing all this work, <laughs> you know, like all this internal work when I'm just still not feeling like my brain chemicals are super stabilized. I kind of still feel like I'm just all over the place um, with my anxiety and my depression, um, just still being a lot higher than I would like them to be. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I've found that the therapy is like just getting a little bit repetitive too. It's like, okay, I know, I know the things I need to change, but change is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of comes down to that every therapy session of like, okay, I know what all my things are. Like, I know that I have these issues, but I'm just trying to take baby steps to change them. And it's kind of discouraging every week to kind of have to, you know, see how little change can actually happen from week to week. You know, it's so incremental Mm -hmm. that I figured maybe if I go every other week, I'll I'll have a little more successes to talk about when I show up in therapy instead of feeling like I'm just always in therapy. I don't know. You do weekly, right? Yeah, I do. I do weekly therapy. Uh, It's been virtual for the past year. And I find it pretty beneficial. Most of the time I feel pretty good afterwards because me, it's like so much of my struggles is just like bottling things up and not talking about them. Um, you know, just doing the old man thing where we just bottle up our emotions and never release them mm. uh, unless we're angry. <laughs> so it's really good for there. So I just like, you know, barf out emotions and feelings and everything on my uh, therapist. So uh, God bless them. Uh, but yeah, I do. I do weekly therapy. And I think also the, the thing like people, I think the, uh, what word am I looking for here? Well, they basically think that like therapy is either one going to make me super happy and okay, or they think it's just a place to talk about your feelings. And, you know, both of those can happen and can be things, but like it's work too. Like, I mean, there's sometimes I end therapy sessions. I'm like, whew, okay. I got a lot of stuff to do. Or like, okay, this is what I need to refocus on. This is how I need to reframe this. Like there's so many times with that. So I think, and that's, that's even like where I think, with especially with gender, like with with men being a little more reluctant to go to therapy, is like sometimes they may think it's just like talking about your feelings, and it's like no 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 like this is the stuff I do there is work like yeah <laughs> it is not something that's easy it's not something sometimes it's not fun at all um, sometimes I really don't want to do it because I'd rather just do something else and avoid that uh, so it's definitely work and it definitely can you can kind of feel like crap sometimes afterwards so yeah. Cause it's like, you're, you're really, really getting to know like your deepest thoughts and like beliefs and behaviors. For me, it's like just kind of learning how self-destructive some of my behaviors are and some of my ways of thinking are, and that it's, it's just so hard to move the needle on that stuff. And it takes such a long time. And so it can just be discouraging to kind of feel like 
every week, I'm just barely, barely starting to move that needle towards where I want to go. Um, and I just, yeah, there's just so much stuff I have to work on. And I've been doing this act therapy. Um, it's acceptance and commitment therapy where you kind of, you're working on kind of mindfully accepting the, all of the emotions you have, like even the negative ones that we tend to want to like avoid or turn away from. I'm very good at avoiding the bad feelings. Um, I've found out about myself, so I'm not very good at sitting with those feelings. So this is kind of like, you know, you're learning to accept those feelings and, and sit with them. Um, so that you can actually do things that you can behave in ways that match your values. It's big about like defining your values and then acting towards those rather than letting your emotions kind of drive the car all the time. So yeah, it's just hard. It's hard work, but, um, I think it's helping um, I'm hoping too that now that the sun is out, it really did feel good to just, I felt my happy chemicals going up, just being in the sun all day yesterday. Mm -hmm. I got a little bit of sunburn. I'm like, Oh yeah, a little pink. Yeah. I got a little bit. And, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm still feeling like my party line is that I'm doing better. And even if I don't feel like I'm doing that much better, that I'm trying to notice the little ways that I am moving towards where I want to be. Yeah. That's good. Well, yeah. And I, I'm sorry. I forgot to, yeah, I forgot to ask you about, uh, Piper yesterday. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's very difficult and very tough. Um, but I was, I was glad to see you all yesterday. So I was, I was there as well at a garage bar playing ping pong. Um, I did see Seth and we, uh, I was uh, with our friend Devin. We were we were actually commenting about it because Seth was kind of loud about like saying the score, and it was <laughs> like when you all first started, it was like he was doing pretty well. It was like four zero, five zero, six zero. <laughs> it was like all right, man. Like, but I like the hearing that you were like, "Don't play down to me." So it's like that's good to hear because we we're like, man, like he's <laughs> he's really not like giving her any chance here. Just like, and then very confident when he says the score. <laughs> I kind of wonder if it would change if you were winning and he would be that confident with saying the score. But, uh, but yeah, so we enjoyed that. And that was, that was just nice because it was, you know, I'm, you know, kind of anti-sun and anti-summer, but it was actually really nice to be in the sun. And, you know, I went, I went hiking yesterday. It was just like, it felt, it felt good to be out there with friends. Um, and yeah, so you're there like, and it's one of those things like you can stay at home. So I, I commend you on that. You can stay at home and grieve in which you gave yourself time and space to grieve, but also you're like, okay, like maybe I should change settings and go do something else. Yeah. And I know that for people and in, individuals that struggle with depression or anxiety, um, panic attacks, anxiety attacks, it's hard to just like get up and go and just go do something else. Take yourself out of this spot and go do something else. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it still pops up in your head, like this really sad or crappy thought. But other than that, like, you know, you're spending time with people who care about you and you're doing something fun and having some drinks and relaxing and eating food and playing ping pong. Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice. And yeah, I had too many drinks because story of my life. But <laughs> I said how I was good at avoiding feelings. That's one of my favorite ways to do it. <laughs> Thank you, alcohol. Um, 
but they always come back to haunt you. That's the thing about feelings. You, yep. If you try to just get rid of them temporarily, they come back even stronger. So I was feeling a little bit of that this morning. But anyway, enough about me. Emery, how are you for real? I am pretty content and spunky. Spunky. I like when mm-hmm. you're spunky. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little spunky right now. Yeah, I, um, I think it was just it was a nice weekend and things are going pretty well in life. Like pre- things are pretty smooth. I did get the vaccine yesterday, Woo-hoo. so I was very excited for that. And that was just like just such a huge relief. Like it was it was amazing to get to for my parents to get the vaccine and they both received both shots and they are good to go. Um, I've just received my first shot. I have the, I had the Pfizer shot, so I get one three weeks from now. Same time, same place. Uh, I like that they had that already scheduled and planned out. We had it. I was at the African American uh, Heritage Center uh, um, over in the West End of Louisville, and I uh, so I was like, okay, I already know where to go. But I did. The funny thing there was I showed up at eight a.m. because that's when I was emailed from work to show up at eight a.m. So I show up there, nobody's there except people setting up tables, and I was like, oh, like, hey, is this happening? And they were like, oh, no, we're the marketing department for U of L. Like, we don't know. We just know to come back in nine. So I came back in nine, and then the line's like 150 people long. Gosh. <laughs> and the line went by very fast. So U of L Health and U of L did a great job. African American Heritage Center, great location. Um, everybody was just moving along, doing a good job. So everything went well. And even though the line, I was like, man, if I had stayed here, I would have been first in line. But since I came back, because I was like, well, I guess I'll go home for a little bit. I came back and, uh, and there was a lot, pretty long line, but got the vaccine, got my little card. And just, you know, that was why when I was getting tested so much, I've been tested 32 times. Um, so wow. I hope people driving the after they've made the pledge, <laughs> they already stopped traffic to do that. I hope now they're just like, oh, my God, and they're so stunned. They have to pull over on the side of the road and be like 32 times this guy's <laughs> been tested. Uh, I was just an adamant tester. So I got tested a lot. I was like, you know, it's there. Might as well do it. And yeah, like, it's I, free. I want to see people. So like, I'm going to try to be safe as I can. But also like when I see them like, hey, like I've been tested. I'm safe. Uh, that alleviates my anxiety, reassures you, and just trying to be as safe as possible. So, uh, yeah, I've been tested a lot. So I finally got the vaccine. feel really happy with that. And, uh, yeah, I just feel like this is just, you know, you feel hopeful. And this past mm-hmm. year has been just a funk. Like, what the hell was that? And there was a lot of good moments I had from last year. You know, I got, I got, got my first tattoo. I got Floyd, my little cat. I got brought my first house, got a new job, like lots of exciting stuff, lots of transition, fun stuff. But it was also really hard. Like I couldn't see my parents like I usually see them. And, you know, those are my two favorite people. You know, I, a lot of people I really don't like, but I really like my parents. And mm-hmm. so that's been tough. But um, and just just in life in general has been weird. And like, you know, I can never my memory is kind of fading. Like I say things that happened. I'm like that I think they happened last October, but they actually happened two Octobers ago, like October 2019 and not October 2020. Like, oh, yeah, that did happen that long ago, so I guess I don't remember that. It's like oh, yeah. we lost a year. Yeah, remember that party, and we did da-da-da-da-da, and um, I'm not going to say on air what we did, but it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that party was summer 2019, uh, not summer 2020, so I was just like, oh, yeah, I was confused. So, And then last year, just like the civil unrest with the... George Floyd and Breonna Taylor protest. It just was, 
it was a lot. It was a lot really heavy here in Louisville. And things are, things are not great. They're not perfect, but they're getting better. And you feel a little more hopeful. And that, that's really great for me. So overall, pretty content because I had a good weekend. I went on a hike yesterday. I hung out with friends. I came to Garage Bar with a Dairy Queen blizzard. Mint <laughs> Oreo. So uh, wholesome. Yeah, I am such a child. Uh, <laughs> I go to a bar and have a, a mint Oreo blizzard. Because it just, I mean, that's my thing. You know, I'm a sweet tooth guy. And I didn't have a sip of alcohol, actually. I had the Oreo blizzard and water. <laughs> and uh, just nice to see friends. Did a lot of different things. Went on a nice hike. Went on a walk today with a friend. And that stuff has just really helped me just process everything and feel better. Uh, we got our fire pit up and running at my house. Brennan's, Brennan's fantastic at getting all that organized and ready. And I just kind of learned from him um, and that process. And we're, we're actually buying, we bought lights, outdoor lights to put around the fence Aww. to make it all, you know, romantic. And we have like a, a nice table and chairs that a friend gave us. So like, you know, we got a little setup back there. I've had a couple fires and going to have to invite you and Seth over. Um, by you, I'm talking about Lizzie. I'm not talking about you, the listener. I mean, you, the listener, you can come too if you want, whatever. Uh, just show up my door and be like, hey, you got a fire pit, right? You invited uh, us. Um, so, yeah, all of you are invited. So, yeah, just pretty content with that. And then Spunky, just feel like, you know, you know, my, my humor is, is good. It's where I can, like, joke around a lot, be playful. Um, I find humor and a lot of different things so just like oh this is funny to me like or i can just it's easy to make me laugh when i'm like in this feeling and um so yeah just it feels really good to feel like that and i so i try to like think of like okay why am i feeling like this or what's happening around me okay like yesterday i saw friends i did a outdoor activity I got the vaccine, so I was doing something healthy that was positive. Like, I was all those activities and things. It's like, okay, like, clearly those things are working to make me happy. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, why don't I try that more often? Yeah. So, I think of like when I feel like crap and I'm just like, I'm going to sit on the couch. It's like, and I tell myself, I'm like, Emery, you know, you'll feel better if you get up and do something. Like, just just do it. Just try it. See what Mm -hmm. it feels like. You know, Make some weird sounds. Do your creature voices. Sing a song. Whatever you got to do, just get out of that headspace. Because I will just sit in a headspace and just stay there. Yep. And, you know, I've had some some interesting experiences lately, like with dating and stuff. And some, you know, not so positive experiences that kind of sit in my head. Or like, you know, some little here, little tiffs with some friends. And, um, and yeah, that's been kind of hard. So that will stick in my head. It's like, okay, like, rather than just sit on this couch and dwell on that, like, do something else go somewhere, do something, call or text somebody. Yeah. Anything besides just sitting here and dwelling on it because you know that does not fare well for you. Yeah, and it's good when you when you start to really learn like you have enough experiences like reaching out to people that you start to really learn it does help. Um because when you're in your dark moment, it's in in those dark moments it is really hard to get up the energy to do anything. Yeah. It is. Sometimes it feels like you just can't like there's like and actually. So the show Big Mouth, the animated show on Netflix, uh, it's it was really smart in how they explain mental illness. They have like a a, a mosquito that's like the anxiety uh, mosquito. I forget the name of it. But then there's a giant cat that is like the depression kitty (laughs) and the cat like it like there's a point where one of the characters is lying down like in a kind of a bed and the cat just you know goes over and just like 
cuddles, but like almost like suffocates, where it feels like such a, a weighted like heavy like heavy sensation on top of you. Like so sometimes like yeah, when I'm like feeling super depressed, depressed, <laughs> when I'm feeling super depressed, like I just. I feel like there's just a weight on me. I just like cannot get up. But I know yeah. that if I get up and start moving, like it will get better. And you don't have to sit with that forever. And I just, some people say like, oh, sit with your feelings. Like, yes, do sit with your feelings. But if you obsess with your feelings and you dwell on your feelings and that's all you're doing, then you feel guilty about feeling that way. And mm-hmm. then you also haven't done anything. Like you've just sat there. Yeah. And I've been doing that my whole life that like sitting with my feelings I don't need to sit with my feelings for that long. Like no. I, I've done yeah. it. Like I got the experience there. Don't, I don't need to be told to sit with my feelings. Like I get it. Like I do enough of that. Like I just know. Like okay, do something else. You can do it. Like you don't need to sit with this the whole time. So yeah, and it's like doing something doesn't mean that those that you're avoiding those feelings or that you're you're getting rid of them. It just means that you are just taking them along the trip with you it's like okay feelings we're going for a walk yeah that's a that's a very good explanation it's like okay feelings we're gonna go unload the dishwasher okay feelings we're gonna take out the trash and you might not feel great about it but it's like hey at least i'm still doing stuff that i needed to do and i might feel like a giant turd but like i'm doing it and sometimes that your mindset will shift a little bit you'll be like oh well now i'm thinking about this yeah so and i think a big thing with the act therapy i'm doing now is just realizing that feelings are temporary. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's really easy to feel so overwhelmed by the feelings that you just think they're never going to go away. And that's when, you know, some of the toxic kind of avoidance stuff can happen, like abusing substances or, um, you know, doing things that are not good for you or, or dangerous for you. Um, but realizing that the feelings are temporary and that, you know, there are things you can do to kind of to still do the things that you want and just keep those put those feelings in the back seat. Yeah. Like, don't let them drive the car. Just put them in the back seat. I think we had a guest who talked about that. Um, yeah. Now I can't remember who it was. Yeah. It was the one. It was about, Carly. Yeah. It was the one about Auntie Nancy and Debbie Downer. Yeah. She's like, we're going for a ride and I'm the driver. I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Just have them in the car with you. All right. Well, we have got to take a little break, but we'll be right back. Two Nights in a Pod is a program dedicated to talking about the real stuff, the stigma of mental illness, how we tend to our mental health, and how our brains define and empower us. Hosted by Lizzie and Emery, Two Nuts in a Pod can be found on podcast streaming devices such as iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and CastBox. In addition to podcast streaming services, Two Nuts in a Pod is a proud member of Forward Radio. 1065 WFMPLP is committed to broadcasting the voices of those groups and individuals in our community who are routinely ignored by the mainstream media, promoting understanding and collaboration among diverse groups, supporting our efforts to network, organize, and strengthen our community and our democracy. Forward Radio is a volunteer-powered, listener-supported station, and we need your contributions. Just go to forwardradio.org to donate or get involved. Go, okay, let's <laughs> All right. <laughs> we are back. Uh, we missed you guys, as always. Uh, it was dark and cold and lonely without you, but we're still here. We yeah. made it. The sun was out, but the sun actually disappeared. 
while yeah. we were on break. Like it yeah. was really, really kind of frightening. Yeah, it was scary. So I didn't like it. Yeah, so hopefully, uh, so hopefully this gets better because that was really darn scary. <laughs> <You're> scary. <laughs> uh, well, we have to. I have to do a promo again. Yeah. And I drop. Hold on. Drop my piece of paper. So I got to get my paper back. So first of all, you know we're in a pledge drive. We're in a pledge drive until April 9th, and we need your pledges. So stop whatever you're doing right now. Stop it. (laughs) I love just being – this is where I said spunky, where I'm like genuinely just so tickled by myself. Like I just like – anything I say, I'm just like, that's funny. Like (laughs) uh, just laughing constantly what I say. So go to forwardradio.org right now to make a pledge. We need to raise $5,000 to meet our goal for the Pledge Drive. And you can donate $1, $5, $10, whatever you need to do. Just go to 4radio.org. You can become a sustaining member, and that's very much appreciated because we rely on listener members. Like, we don't survive without our listeners. And uh, and this is operated entirely by volunteers. Lizzie and I are both volunteers. The amazing people here at Forward Radio, which there are individuals that do so much amazing work here, they are all volunteers. Mm-hmm. So this support really means the world to us and is so incredibly important. Um, so thank you to all those who do donate. And, you know, if you want to up your donation or you want to encourage others to donate, good Lord, <laughs> you want to encourage others to donate, uh, please do so. And I'm going to read these off again because they're fun. Give because WFMP is the cure for the common radio. Give because you support all volunteer grassroots community radio. Give because you can't stand ads and reject corporate control of the media. Give because you won't hear programming like this anywhere else on the dial. Give because you love Lizzie and Emery and Two Nights in a Pod. And give because we will use every dollar you give wisely. We are a lean and efficient machine. And we have all of this, and then it culminates with a talent show on April 10th at 7 p.m., a Zoom talent show that you can watch, and it's going to be $100 for the winner. And you can see all sorts of talents. I forgot what they have on there. There's probably someone that sings, maybe a magic person, uh, a magic person, <laughs> magical person, <laughs> a magician, a magic person, <laughs> or a magical person. Uh, so yeah, that's April 10th at 7 p.m. Because we are celebrating our fourth birthday. Ooh, we're getting to be we're four, four years, years old. old. <laughs> we're four years old. Uh, we should have more four-year-olds on air. And uh, <laughs> side note. <laughs> um, so yeah, talent show April 10th, 7 p.m. So that's my promo. Yeah, and uh, remember to buy tickets for the talent show. They're $10. You can buy them on forwardradio.org. It'll be worth it, and it helps us raise money, and it's going to be fun. Talent shows are fun. Yeah, talent shows are cool. I I really admire anybody who's willing to get up and perform at a talent show. Because with my, like, stage fright and just general awkwardness, I'm like, anybody who has the ability to do that i'm like good for you honestly yeah if you just get up and just make noises i'm like all right that's good (laughs) so brave because yeah that terrifies me i was like what even talent would i do and then the first thing that came to mind is making fart noises with my armpits where you put your hand underneath the armpit and you make fart noises with it sure and i realize that's not an exceptional talent because a lot of people can do that but you know what i'm the brave one that's getting on stage and like doing it yeah And if you can do it really well, then, hey, you got the leg up. What if they're just like some, I'm competing against like an opera singer. I'm doing (laughs) fart noises with my armpits. And they're just like, honestly, Emery's fart noises with his armpits are so exceptional that we're going to give him $100. Yeah. 
I, I mean, you should do it. There's still time. There's still time to sign up. Still time to sign up so I can do that talent. Uh, so, yeah, that's the end of the promo. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So, for the meat of our episode today, we're going to... Going to... Going to two. We're going to two talk about just a year it's now been a year of covid one year's old happy birthday (laughs) happy birthday covid (laughs) um so we decided to for this show kind of just reflect back on what covid has been like for us for our mental health just for the world you know just what it's been like and yeah. I have to say, for me, it has been rough. I feel like I have definitely really reached my limits as far as, like, I, I didn't know that I could get as depressed as I got during COVID. Something about just, be, you know, working from home and having that kind of, like, isolation all the time that is just really kind of put me in a weird place where, I mean, I'm still, I feel like I've been good about reaching out and and spending time with people, but it just, I don't know. I mean, COVID just really kind of, I've been on, it's been like a roller coaster for me. A lot of, a lot of ups and downs with my depression and anxiety. It was weird though. Like at first, when COVID first started, I had it was the spring, and I, I t- typically get happy in the spring. I haven't had that yet this year. Crossing my fingers, it'll still happen. Happiness, um, come here. <laughs> come, please. But uh, at first, I was kind of like, okay, you know, there was the, this novelty of COVID that was just like, all right, well, we're all doing this. We're surviving. Like, there's nothing we can do but make it work. And I... uh you know, at, at the beginning of COVID, I was kind of like, I was, you know, trying new ways of connecting with people. I was using Marco Polo a lot. I started a lot of, have you been on Marco Polo? Or are you familiar with it? I have no idea what you're talking about. I just know of the Marco Polo game you play in the pool. Yeah, no, not that. Um, <laughs> I was this, like, oh, that's hard. That's interesting, Lizzie. <laughs> this is an app where you can have conversations with friends where basically you just leave them video messages And then they can watch your video message later and then leave one for you. Um, So I got a group, just a few different conversations going in Marco Polo with like friends here in Louisville, friends from back in high school. And it just, it made me feel so connected to people and um, like more than I'd felt in a long time. And then the novelty of that wore off too. And everybody just kind of stopped using it. I think we all just kind of got into the the COVID blues of just like, you know, not really making those attempts to connect with people as much anymore. Um, but yeah, at the beginning, I was like, you know, I can do this. I'm an introvert. I can be home a lot. You know, I like wearing PJs to work. Like, this is all doable. Um, you know, of course, it was horrible that it was all happening and it was scary um, but it, you know, I felt like I was kind of in control of my emotions and I, it has just gradually through the course of the year, I have felt less and less kind of in control of my emotions. And I don't, I don't know if it's just the prolonged trauma of it or just, 
just like not um not feeling as connected with my own life in a weird way yeah from like working from home for so long and just having my own a lot of my mental health stuff just really hit hard this year it was it was a hard winter and it's kind of still going on like i'm still definitely I think I've gotten out of the clinically depressed phase. You know, I'm starting to be able to do stuff for myself again. I was really proud of myself today. I, like, cleaned this landing in the house where our dog Phoebe, like, pees on it all the time. She's, like, a year and five months, so she's still kind of puppyish with some stuff. And she just loves peeing on this carpeted landing. So today, <laughs> after, like, forever of putting it off, I actually cleaned the landing. And it felt so good to get that done. It was like, oh. So, it, like, I'm starting to be in a phase again where, like, I can do things. Yeah. Uh, and that feels good. But, um, I don't know, COVID has been a rocky ride. Yeah, I would say, um, but one thing about the the landing and, like, the, the task, like, I know that, so I do that. I'm very much, like, a little task guy and, like, little checklist. So, I'll put, like, little very simple things on those lists. So it's just like I feel like, okay, I at least accomplished something. I'm putting those little tasks on there. Even some things that are like, you know, it's like, okay, like, of course you're going to do that. Like, I'll, I'll do that a lot of times for that, those. And then those bigger tasks, like a cleaning of the landing or whatever it may be, a lot of times with house stuff, like, you know, you already build up. So you got a little – it's like I'm giving myself some motivation and encouragement. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, look at all these little check marks you've already done. But I will say for, like, COVID, it just – I know I was in kind of a similar point where like in March, April, May of last year, it was like kind of a uni unity thing with everything, everyone in the country. And like, we're, we're, you know, we're in this together and we're going to make it and all this stuff. And like, you're doing these Google Hangouts and, you know, you're, you're all this stuff's happening. And it's just like, it definitely like just kind of died down. We're just like, yeah, I don't really feel like doing a Google hangout with people. I don't want to do another zoom call. I don't care about seeing people through video. I want to see people in person and that becomes an issue as well because you're thinking of safety issues. And it just, after a while you're just like, man, this is super draining. And I know that my, I was in very good mood from like March through May started an exercise routine, felt totally comfortable working from home. I'm more of an introverted person. So like, I was like, yeah, this is easy for me. And then summer hit, uh, I always get seasonal depression issues in the summer and I'm just not that happy to be here in the summer because summer in Louisville, Kentucky is a nightmare and I don't know who thinks summer here is like comfortable. And it's, It is gross. That's yeah. why I always just want to be in a pool or yeah. on a boat or something. Exactly. And then, um, and then just the, the civil unrest here, especially in the city of Louisville, I know it was all across the country, but like it was particularly traumatic and heavy here in Louisville. And that was... That was a few months of just very intense feelings and emotions. And that all of June was just heavy. Mm -hmm. And that's also where I started struggling with my mental health. And I, you know, started having suicidal ideation and thoughts and had plans. And because um, as someone who's attempted suicide, like, it's not hard for me to think of how to do it. Um, we're also like the most likely group to die by suicide are those who've already attempted suicide. Oh, I didn't know that. So just, you know, you just struggle with that. And it's like, oh man, it was, that was rough. And like, so a lot of the summer was rough. And then, and then it was kind of like a comeback, you know, it was like, okay, I struggled a lot. A lot of July was tough as well, 
but now I'm coming back. So I started doing the walks, the walkie-talkies, and started seeing people more, started making little changes here and there, became, you know, started meditating more, doing certain exercises, or writing in my meditation journal, or doing gratitude journals, like, all that stuff to help. And then things really picked up with, like, the house, you know, Floyd, the cat, that's my cat, um, and the new job, like, all that stuff really picked up at the end of the year. And just, like, kind of built my motivation and everything. But still, like, that kind of cloud was over everything. Like, it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. You know, even yesterday when we went out and saw friends and that was really fun. You know, there is kind of that cloud still. Like, you go home you're just like, oh, yeah, like, we're still in a pandemic. Like, we still have to be really careful. We still have to wear a mask. We still can't see everyone we want to see. Um, life is not back to normal at all. And, like, mm-hmm. you're not seeing – because that's – you know, yesterday we thought, like, oh, wow, there's so many people out. But, like, think of when we're not in a pandemic. It is way more people than that. Yeah. And and that's what we're – it's hard to even imagine that because we're so focused on last year that it's hard to imagine, like, dude, like, some of those areas were packed with people before. Like, mm-hmm. you couldn't go anywhere. You had, like, festivals or shows or things in town, like, that were happening, like – Oh, I miss live music so much. Yeah, and you and you don't have that right now. So, like, you know, you think of all the festivals, all the events that are canceled, or they're just, like, adjusted to, you know, for this year, and just, like, it's still weird. You know, just, that stuff is really hard and, like, just kind of jacks everything up. Even, like, the Derby last year mm-hmm. happened in September. You know, that was weird. Uh, like, you're just taking all of these things away. Like... I think of March, and March, in if you are a Louisville, Kentucky resident, March is like college basketball. That is like the yeah. king here. And having that non-existence last year, having the derby pushed aside, having the civil unrest and uh, the protests happen in the summer, like everything was just like off balance. And like so much stuff that you grew up with, especially people that grew up in Louisville, like that's like, that's, that's what we know. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it's like gone. And, and that's a, that's a huge adjustment. And people, I think maybe don't think that's a big deal. Like, Oh, who cares? Like Thunder over Louisville canceled. Derby's weird. Like you don't have March Madness, but like that becomes like a huge part of who you are and your identity and your culture and your background. So it's just like all of a sudden those things are, are gone and you're like, Oh, like this sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. and it still sucks. Like it's still not great, but I think people have just learned how to like adjust and live with it, but it's still you know, you're just, you're hopeful for something good to come out of it and like something in the future, but you're also just like, what if this happens again? And like, wait a second, how long do these shots last? Like, how long is this vaccine effective? And, you know, are we equipped for the next pandemic? And, you know, it just, it makes you really scared about like what's going to happen. And then you have that on your head you have that in your head. Mm-hmm. That just, that just not just something that's going to leave your head. Even like, you know, you still think about it all the time because you see it all the time. Yeah. So it just, it's a heavy, heavy year. And I think sometimes we forget to be gentle with ourselves, give ourselves grace and give others grace because like what we're going through is unprecedented. Yeah. None of us have ever experienced something like this before. And hopefully we never experience it like this, anything again, whatever words I just said, I put some words together just there, <laughs> uh, but hopefully we don't experience it again because it just, it was so difficult for our mental health, our physical health, our emotional well-being, and just our connection to other humans. And 
I, I didn't realize how much I valued that. I was like, I'm a proud introvert. Get away from me, people. I get energy from my own brain. Mm-hmm. Like, and now I'm like, oh my God, I cannot wait to see people. Like, I'm yeah. so excited to see them. And then just is like, you can kind of connect with each other on the misery that around you. You're just like, yeah, this sucks. Thank God you're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so just as it was a lot. And then just my own mental health struggles last summer really... It was like, man, this is just one more thing. And that was something that, that, that to me would have happened without the pandemic. But the pandemic just simply exacerbated the problem. Yeah. So. Hmm. What do you feel like, do you feel like you've learned anything about yourself during the pandemic? I feel like my mental health, my strategies, techniques, coping mechanisms improved. They definitely improved. Like if I go back and look, I'm like, okay, I did definitely do these things. I set up boundaries with people that mm-hmm. I had never done before. Uh, some people respected those boundaries. Some people did not. I like tried new practices like meditation or gratitudes, things like that, you know? And like, I, I realized that, you know, I was kind of a badass with like, even just like going to, you know, I, I admitted myself to the hospital you know, I, I, I've been to, I've been hospitalized for mental health stuff three different times. And this time was the first time I did it myself. You know, I, I saw what was happening and I did it myself. So I was really proud of myself for that. So like I learned, I guess, to be proud of myself for certain things, even things that are difficult, but yeah, it's just for other things I learned, I learned that like, I just need humans. I need people. I need people so bad. I didn't realize how much I needed just like a cat like a little fur furry friend. Yeah. I was like, wow, like, man, this little guy brings me so much joy, but also like I get so much joy by like seeing Phoebe, Earl's dog, or like seeing you and Seth or seeing other friends that we have and just being like, this is so nice to have these people in my life and like really not taking that for granted. Yeah. And then even thinking to myself, like, Hey, like you could have died this summer. Like, you could have, you could have totally died and not taking these moments for granted because in the past I did, I didn't, you know, I'm trying to be very much like in the moment, focus on the moment, be with people. And, but it's, it's still difficult, but I think I've learned those things or at least improved on those things. Yeah. What about yourself? I feel like I have learned I'm a lot more resilient than I thought I was. Mm. Um, I think that I, I always kind of sold myself short and thought that I just couldn't handle a lot of things. I thought that I just, you know, I would get overwhelmed really easily. And I always thought of myself as like, you know, someone who just can't handle stress well, can't handle, you know, change well, like just have have a hard time yeah. uh, dealing with that kind of stuff. And COVID really showed me that, no, like I actually am resilient. Like I, you know, not only had like, you know, the COVID trauma that everyone's dealing with, but the racial unrest and then the own, my own personal stuff in my life that I was dealing with, um, you know, definitely the worst depression I've ever had in my life. I was the least functional I've ever been. And I was still okay. You know, I had, I had suicidal ideation, but it never got to the point of like planning or anything. Um, and I just, I, I realized that how strong I actually am, that I actually, uh, I went through some hard stuff mm-hmm. and came out of it 
okay. Like I'm not great, but I'm okay. And you know, it, it also like when my husband had to go to the hospital recently, when he sliced his hand open, um, (laughs) I realized that no, like I'm okay in a crisis. Like I can, I can handle this kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like resilience for me was a lesson. But actually, I was, I'm looking at our time, and we got to switch over to gratitudes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so we'll do a couple quick gratitudes and then a final promo for... Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so gratitudes, I can start. Okay. Um, I am grateful for family. My mom has definitely, through this really tough time I've been going through my mom and my sister have been taking care of me a lot. Um, my dad and stepmom sent me some flowers today for, um, Piper's just, you know, acknowledging Piper's loss and, and, um, I'm actually having an early birthday dinner tonight at my mom's house. She's making me beef stroganoff, which was my, my like little kid meal that I always wanted her to make on my birthday. So very excited about it. Um, and my sister's going to bring her baby. And so the baby and the puppy are going to get to meet Oh wow! baby and doggo. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think family has really kept me grounded and, um, just feeling super grateful for that. What about you? The vaccine. I, I really, you know, getting that yesterday and, and then just seeing all the, all friends and family and people I care about get it. It's really exciting. I'm just really grateful to all the scientists and public health officials and, uh, you know, the elected officials that took it seriously. Uh, I just am really grateful for those people. I know they had to probably work many hours and, you know, a lot of thankless jobs. And I'm, I'm just so you know grateful, of course, to, the, you know, the frontline workers and essential workers, just everyone that just put it in. And like people have struggled and had dealt with a lot of stuff. But like this vaccine is it's a miracle that we're like here in a year like doing this. Um, you know, considering like the vaccines from previous, uh, um, diseases, illnesses, like it just, this is something that is unprecedented and exciting. And to know that we were able to do that is, is very exciting and just such a huge relief for myself personally, but also just like, okay, like this is great for all of us, all the people involved. So very, very grateful for the vaccine. Yeah. That's a good one. All right, so let's hit these promos. Promo. Okay, Pledge Drive is current right now. It's going right on until now. April 9th. Uh, you can go to 4radio.org and make a donation. And we're trying to raise $5,000 for our Pledge Drive, and that keeps us on the air. We are thankful and so grateful to all of our listeners because they're the ones that keep us on the air. This is an entirely run, entirely volunteer-run uh, radio station, so it's incredibly important to uh, have those donations. And give because of multiple reasons, but give because whatever makes you happy. But please give at 4radio.org. And then it culminates in a talent show on April 10th. It's <laughs> I just dropped <laughs> my phone. so excited. He I dropped his so phone. excited uh, with my notes on it. So April 10th at 7 p.m. is the talent show via Zoom. Cash prize of $100 to the winner. And so, yeah, we're super excited. So hopefully you can join us there. Yeah, buy tickets. FordRadio.org. 10 bucks. Not too bad for a fun talent show. Not too bad. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, that's it for our show today. Keep talking about your feelings, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Two Nuts in a Pod on Forward Radio. Please keep in mind that we are not mental health professionals, and all of our opinions are based on our personal experiences. If you'd like to speak to a trained professional, call National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. The crisis line is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Original theme music for Two Nuts in a Pod was composed by Neil Lucas.